take your seats. Well, good morning and welcome to Good Friday. It is great to gather together. And as um, Pastor Ryan mentioned earlier, that it's such a lovely um, time that we get to spend together today with um, right from the kids ministry, right through to the oldest adult in this room, that we can all gather together to be able to worship our God, be able to hear and open up the word, but then also in a moment's time to be able to come around that table and be able to um, take communion together. Um, so that's just a lovely snippet of um, what our church looks like today. And we'll do that again um, in that next service. But also on Easter Sunday as well, we'll have our kids in with us as we celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So um, today, yes, that is exciting. But today is Good Friday. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. I get the Good Friday gig. It's a bit like that other talk I had to do not long ago. Um, but today. <laughs> Anyone that was here knows that one. Um, but this morning, uh, what is great, that if you are a child in the space and um, what we have got up at the back of the room, as Ryan also mentioned, is some activity sheets. And as we go through this morning and we open up the word and there's little boxes there that you're able to write down um, some of the words that are going to be on the screen. I would suggest not all the scripture, it won't fit in the boxes. Um, but there's some other title slides that you can write in there and draw pictures and, and be able to um, come along the journey with us as we open up the Word and, and hear of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And so you can scooch out of your chair. We're okay with that. Go up the back and grab one if you haven't got one already. If you're pulling out Mum and Dad, Stephen, have you got one yet? He's got his colouring in there. That's great. Or you're an adult here and perhaps you're like, oh yeah, I want one of those activity sheets. I really love colouring in. Who loves colouring in? That's me. You can also scooch out and grab one of those. We won't look at you. Um, so that is fine. But this morning, as we, we look to the cross and we look at the death and the death of Jesus Christ, what we do see in the Bible back in Hebrews, it talks about the, the shedding of the blood. In Hebrews, it talks about the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So with that, we, we lead up to, um, we see back in Genesis and Adam and Eve where they had the perfect setting. They had everything going for them. Everything was nice and good and they had all the food. They could, there was no sin. There was no shame. There was no guilt. But they were told just to not touch this one thing. Kids, is there any kids in here? Do you know what they, they touched? Does any kids know? You know. What did they have? That's right. They, they made the mistake and they ate from that tree that they were told not to eat from. And right back in Genesis, we see that there was a way that God made for them to cover their nakedness, to cover their sin, to cover their shame. So right from the Bible, from Genesis through to the death of Jesus Christ, we see this covering was an act of God's grace and was a foreshadowing of the last sacrifice of sin, that is the death of Jesus Christ. And that's where we come around today and we, we're going to look at the scriptures in Matthew um, chapter 27, verse 45. Kids, if you're playing along, you might want to write that down in your squares. But we'll read that now. <laughs> Matthew 27. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. 
Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Over here, as we open up this word, as we see of the death of Jesus Christ, that today, as we lean into that idea that Jesus has died and has paid the price for sin, that for you and I today, that we get to walk now in the freedom of Christ, that no longer does sin have a hold over us, no longer are we held back by any sin, but because of what Jesus done some 2,000 years ago, that you and I, we walk in this freedom, that there is nothing that can hold us back. So as we look at that this morning and we look at this idea of Jesus paying the price for us, sometimes life throws all sorts of curveballs at us and which will want to hold us back. We want to grab hold of who we are and we don't necessarily walk out of that freedom that Christ offers us in his name. He says, come, bring it to me, leave it at the cross. And we get to do that and place it at his cross that we too would walk in freedom. And so this morning we're going to unpack that. We're going to have a time after this message to be able to uh, move around the space and be able to process what God is saying to us. And we're going to do that after the message. But our first thing as we're, as we're moving and we're un- understanding this, this fact that Jesus has died for each one of us and that he had died taking your sin. That for each one of us, the reality that Christ has walked out God's plan for this world. That he came with this huge mission. That his whole purpose to walk out his life was to come and now look down the barrel of what he is about to face. And that is to go to the cross for each one of us. That he goes to the cross that for each one of us, he died so he would take our sin. That reality that for us today, it's not something that happened way back then for those people, but the reality that for us today, that he had died for our sin, for your sin, for my sin, and that he paid that price on the cross. That for each one of us today, as said earlier, that no longer does sin have a hold of us, but the precious blood of Jesus Christ has paid that price for your sin, for my sin, that washes over us, that it sets us free. That, you know, for many of us, we we walk through with all these types of mistakes that we may have made. Adam and Eve made their mistake. We may have made a mistake this morning, 10 years ago, in our past, whatever it may be. But that reality today... The truth of what the scripture says is that no matter what your sin has been, no matter what you have done, that that blood of Jesus Christ has washed it away. All we got to do is come to the Father, ask for forgiveness, and he is so quick to forgive. He forgives us. 
So that reality that he died for your sin. He died for my sin. He went to the cross carrying all of that with him. That no longer do we get held back from that. But we walk freely in that. That he had paid that price some time ago. That you don't need to be held back by your past. You don't need to be held back by what you've done today or 10 years ago. But you just need to come and bring that to him. And that as we come before the Father, we come without guilt, without shame, without blame, without fear. But we come in boldness and confidence that Christ has paid that price for us. And we walk boldly into that. That there is no, oh, maybe that's not for me. That's for them next door or them to the side. But for each and every one of us today, the truth of the matter is that we are all forgiven. We are all forgiven. He has paid that price for you, no matter what that has been. And we come before the Father, recognising that with repentant hearts, coming before him and placing that at the cross. No longer do we need to take that back out of this room with us. But today, as I said earlier, we'll have a moment where we can lay some of that stuff down. You know, things that we've had to carry for too long. Um, Today we get a moment to be able to place it at the cross, to be able to lay that down, to say, no longer am I going to be held back by that. That Jesus has paid the price for that. But we get to walk in the freedom of Christ. And he died giving us full access to God. At the time when Jesus gave up his spirit, the curtain of the temple tore open from the top to the bottom as a symbol of this opening of access to God. This veil that was now torn has been taken away that for you and I, we have complete and open access to our God. No longer is there a blockage, no longer is there anything that stops us, but through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we too now can come in confidence, in boldness, full access to God through Jesus Christ who has paid the price. That for, um, you know, there is no holy of holies, there is no these people can go to have access to God or these people can't have access to God. But every single one of us, whether it is that first moment when you accept and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life, that you have full access to God the Father, that you go boldly to him without guilt, without shame, without having things all right and in place, but full access you go to the Father. Opening the way, As Jesus has paid the price, he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, that veil was torn, giving each one of us full access. I remember as a teenager, I used to, um, in year nine and ten, I had um, a lot of operations. So I go to hospital and um, at this one time, I went along to my mum's work afterwards because Princess Margaret was around her work. She was working in a hotel in the city, um, Townhouse Hotel, and it happened to have a cinema adjoined to it. And so this particular day, they must have all been feeling sorry for me or whatever. So they're giving me free access to go wherever I wanted to go. So um, I walked into the cinema, watched E.T., went into the restaurant. Yeah, E.T. was gone. That's how old I am. Um, went into the restaurant. 
um, <laughs> went and um, had some food. Then I was like, I'll climb the stairs because I can run up and down the stairs. I was young and fit. Um, I, was, I went into the foyers. I went all over the place. Whatever I, could, whatever I wanted, I could do it. Didn't have to pay for any tickets. I'm sure my mum probably did, but I didn't have to. Uh, went into the restaurant, didn't have to pay for food. Just all over the place. Clearly, that I was a trusted trusted teenager just letting me go but then I started getting a bit confident and running upstairs running down the hallway at the hotel um, not quite so trusted at that point of time I'm sure the people in the rooms probably weren't loving me at that stage but this idea that I had full access and oh boy did I use it I went all over the place into the cinema into the restaurant up and down those stairs down the foyers the whole place I even think they put me into a room at one stage probably to contain me at that point but for every one of us, having the same access to God, and yet some of us, we may just stand in the hotel foyer and be comfortable just hanging out in that space. But for each one of us to know that as we access all of what God has for us, that it's an amazing roller coaster. You never know where you'll end up. But what we sometimes want to contain and stay safe is in that foyer where, you know, we're just a little bit scared as to what might happen if I fully engage in that space. But can I say that for each one of us, let us drop down the limitations. Let us drop down the boundaries of where we play it safe. But let us go and run through the hotel. <laughs> let us go and run into the full access and have fun of what God has for us. That we don't know where we might end up. But with God, he is so trustworthy. That as we place our life into his and we follow where he leads us. He leads us into um, amazing opportunities. Awesome spaces where we just... Um, have the joy of the Lord in those spaces as we follow him. Often scared, but okay, <laughs> um, because he is totally trustworthy. And he died, so you don't need to. This idea that hurt and pain, that can sometimes cause us, that we walk out this walk with actually the inside of us quietly dying not necessarily completely alive because of loss, because of hurt, because of grief, because of whatever may have happened. That sometimes, you know, we look great on the outside, everything's looking fabulous, but are we alive and well on the inside? Or have we died a little because of what is thrown at me? That Jesus Christ died to give us freedom, to give us an abundant life to give us a life that is full, not a life that is burdened, not a life that is too heavy, but he gives us this life that we get to walk through, handing the stuff that comes at us over to him, placing it at the cross, that we no longer live under this weight of sin. We don't have to be weighed down by those things but setting us free from the hold of sin over our lives, that we come into that full access of God and the understanding that we are set free in him.
we may have been through some difficult, tough stuff. And I understand for each one of us, there's our lives that we leave and we may not even understand fully what you've gone through. But this idea that Christ wants us to live an abundant life. He wants his spirit to be in the fullness in our lives. That we walk light, that we walk free, that we walk in that freedom. Not living that that freedom out, all squashed and squished, but living in that freedness that sin has no hold on us anymore. And lastly, he died to commune with us. That Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, loved us so much that he sends his only son to die on the cross that he would be in relationship with us, that you might be either a little child here or a new person in this space. And you're like, well, why would Jesus do that? Because God wanted to be in connection with us, that he sent his only son to die, that for whoever believes in him would be in complete relationship with God the Father that he, want, he longs to be with us. He longs to hear from us. He wants to hear what your day is like and where you've been and, and talk with God the Father. That often we would, um, we would think to pray to God, but that he wants to speak and pour back out into our lives as well, to be able to be in community with him, relationship with him, to be able to um, speak and walk out our lives in complete connection with God our Father, in relationship, in community, that he loves us so much that he longs for us to come to him. He longs for us to be with him. And as we wrap up today, I am mindful of this sacrifice, and I'd invite the worship teams to come up. I'm mindful of the sacrifice of Christ Jesus, that he would want for every single one of us to live in the freedom that is found in his name. And that today that, um, you know, we may even take a moment in a short while to be able to look internally as to what is going on in our lives. Is there something that is there that in this space that we are able to hand that over to God? something that could be holding us back, whether it be from this morning or 10 years or 20 years ago, that is stopping us having that full access to God, that Jesus Christ has paid the price for our sin. No longer does it have a hold on us. No longer does it have a grip on us. But in this space, we can come to the Father and that we we are easily forgiven. But then also there's just the the things of life that come at us that may hold us back as well. And so in a moment, I'm going to invite us as we sing a a few worship songs. It's going to be a time where we're going to have our prayer ministry teams up the front here. And that they're going to be here for anyone that would just like to have prayer. There might be something that's just going on in your world that you're like, I would love to have some support and prayer in this. We would love to pray for you. And up the back there, we've got a cross and there's some posty notes. And perhaps maybe there's something that is in your life. And it's like, no more do I want to hold on to that thing. 
No longer do I want it to have a grip on me. That I would just invite you that at this time, you can write that on the post note, just put it on the cross as this symbol of I'm leaving it behind. That Jesus, you have paid the price. That I am going to walk in freedom. That I'm going to walk lighter. And that I'd invite you to go up there. And then also during this time, we've got the communion table set here that as you feel free and we're going to um, sing, that you can come to the table with your family, explain to the kiddies exactly what we're going to be doing in this time. That we're going to take that bread, the body that was broken on the cross and the cup that represents the blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And we're going to take that in our time. So I'm going to invite you to stand. And as we um, stand and we're worship team's going to sing Amazing Grace, that I'd invite you to move where you feel, wherever God's speaking to you, whatever feels comfortable for you. If you're like, I'm just happy to stand where I am, that is totally fine also. That in this space, what we're opening it up is that God, I sense, wants to do some work. That this sense of just getting a little bit lighter in how we walk, not being held down by the burden of sin and guilt and shame, but being lifted and light because the, the Spirit of the living God, He's at work and He wants to take those things from us. So I'm going to pray for us as we go into this song. Heavenly Father, we thank You that You sent Your Son for us. That Jesus, that You paid the price on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. That Jesus, that in this moment we pray, that, Lord, if there's things that are in our lives, that, Lord, that are holding us down, weighting us down, that, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would reveal it to us, that, Jesus, that we could hand that over to you, that, Lord, that your love, that your grace, that your forgiveness, that, Lord, that your abundance of love, Lord God, may it wash over this place. That Jesus, that we would sense and know you at work in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.